Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Come on, get up! Good morning and happy Thanksgiving. It is time to get up with a football feast. The main course features two NFC East heavyweights. Can the Giants take out the Cowboys? Plus, was Green Bay's broken season caused by Aaron's broken thumb? The Rodgers revelation that could change everything for the pack. And what about Zach? Wilson is benched. The question is, will he ever start a game for the Jets again? As I said, happy Thanksgiving. I am Dan Graziano in for Greeny. Look who's here to talk some football with me. I got Bart Scott here at the desk. Rob Ninkovich and Damian Woody will join us as well. And we want to get it started. We got three big games today. Let's make some bold Thanksgiving Day predictions for those games. First game of the day, Bills and Lions. Ninko, what do you got for a bold prediction on this one? How about Jared Goff outperforms Josh Allen? That's right. What if Jared Goff goes out there and throws three touchdowns and the Lions beat the Buffalo Bills? It'd have to be Jared Goff's performance. That's a bold prediction. (laughs) <laughs> I, I agree. That is bold. Bart, what do you got for Patriots Vikings? Oh, for me, it's got to be Kirk Cousins, the rebirth, the bounce back. No, he's not solar power. He can't play at night. Tonight, he shows the Patriots just that. Big primetime game for Kirk Cousins. D. Wood, how about Giants Cowboys? What's your bold prediction for this one? Yeah, how about the New York football Giants on a rush for over 200 yards against this Dallas Cowboys defense? Oh, by the way, they've the Dallas Cowboys defense has allowed over 200 yards, rushing yards, two of the last three games. So, ground and pound, baby. That's how the Giants like to do it. Giants come into this game uh, pretty beat up on the offensive line, so we'll see how that works out for them against that Dallas defense. But I, I do want to start with that game, big game of the day, Giants-Cowboys, NFC East, two 7-3 and three teams. Uh, we picked these games. Let's start by picking, uh, putting the picks up because I think everybody picked – the same team, right? Uh, Dallas, everybody, anybody, right. Everybody took Dallas. Yeah. Everybody expects Dallas to win this game. <laughs> Giants are outmanned on the line. Dallas is coming off a huge 40-3 victory over the Vikings. But both these teams are 7-3. and three. Yeah. Like, are, are, we, are we underrating the Giants? Like if the Giants were to win today, let's, let's hit this real quick. If the Giants were to win today, what would that look like? I mean, it would look like ugling the game up, shortening the game, possession. It would look like the Tennessee Titans, only okay. only, only featuring Saquon Barkley. They're going to have to run the football. They're going to have to ugly it up. They're going to have to get turnovers on the other side. Can Week Martindale draw up a game plan that can be executed and that can take away what you know they do well? And that's Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard has set the table for the Dallas Cowboys offense. Can Wink Martindale come up with a plan to take him away and force Dak Prescott to beat him in a different way? D. Wood, your bold prediction about how much the Giants would get on the ground, that could be the key, right? If they can just sort of keep the ball away from Dak in that offense? Yeah, I mean, to me, that that is that is the key for the Giants in this game. I think you got to – if you're the Giants, you got to muck it up, right? Like, you got to muck up this game, and the way you do it is by running the ball. And we know the Dallas Cowboys – are vulnerable against the run on the defensive side. Hmm. The last thing the New York football Giants want to be is in third and long with that pass rush. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, make it ugly, and then in the fourth quarter, see what you can see where you're at. 
that's been the Giants' formula uh, all year, Ninko. Do you think, I mean, is, do they have any shot today? Well, I mean, there's always, a, there's always a puncher's chance, but, you know, they have a bunch of injuries. That's yeah. tough to overcome when you have all those injuries. And, you know, you think about the Cowboys, before the matchup against the Vikings, they were just terrible at stopping the run. Then they go into the Vikings, and they, they, they really stop the Vikings in the running game. So that's really the key to success for the Cowboys. They had to tighten up defensively. Offensively, they had more balance. Dak was playing really good. Then you have Tony Pollard, who basically had his career game last week, 189 yards of total offense. Mm -hmm. So it, I think this is this game is really more about the Cowboys, and can they be consistent? Because that's really what I want to see. Can the Dallas Cowboys consistently, week in and week out, continue to be a better football team? Because then that is going to sell me on the Cowboys. But for right now, I need to see consistency. Yeah, I think that's the key, right? They're coming off their best game of the year. 40-3 yeah. over the Minnesota Vikings on mm -hmm. the road in Minnesota against a Vikings team that came in hot. So we talk about the Cowboys a lot. I, I guarantee you tomorrow on the show, no matter what happens, <laughs> we will be talking about the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> so what do you, Bart Scott, need to see from the Cowboys to get you to sort of buy into the idea that last Sunday was who they really are? Like, like Nico said, consistency, but I want to see the, you know, Dak as well be able to facilitate the football. I want to see them scoring in the red zone. I want to see them effective in situational football. This isn't so much about the opponent that they're playing. This is about really tightening the screws up. And I want to see you know, if, if Daniel Jones is a part of the, um, the run game, yeah. if they're able to stop a, a, a mobile quarterback. Because remember, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles really isolated Michael Parsons in that RPO game. Now, I know that Daniel Jones isn't the same type of athlete as Jalen Hurts, but you can use some of that game plan. And remember, they're in courtship right now, man. This is like the love connection. Everything is about looking attractive to OBJ. So that's what <laughs> it's really all about. It's about me. I wonder if OBJ will be at the game. You know, maybe maybe Whoa, maybe, Zeke, good, maybe huh? Zeke will pull out a present out of the Salvation Army bucket and it'd be a contract for Odell Beckham with all the cheese on his taco. I don't know. It doesn't sound like <laughs> Odell to, to show up at the game and call attention to himself. I, I'm not sure that would be uh, in character. D. Wood, what, uh, what do you need to see from Dallas to buy into – what last week being who they really are. Yeah, it seems like on the show today, the, the word of the day is consistency, right? And I think that goes to the offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Like, consist, I want to see him be consistently who the Dallas Cowboys are on offense. Their, their bread is buttered by the running game, the offensive line up front. Everything is predicated off of that. And so if you're, if you're Kellen Moore, let's not get cute, okay? We don't need to reinvent the wheel. Keep doing what you're doing, running the football, having the Dallas Cowboys offense go through the run game because when you're able to do that, that is when Dak Prescott is at his best in this offense. So, Kellen Moore, stay consistent with the way you're calling these plays. All right, more on this game as the show goes along. I want to talk about the other New York team, and that's the New York Jets, who benched their quarterback yesterday. Zach Wilson benched in favor of Mike White. Wilson admitted after the news came out that he botched his postgame press conference Sunday when he refused to take accountability for his poor performance against the Patriots. Yesterday, Wilson talked to his teammates, and then he came out and spoke with reporters. Listen to what he had to say. It was the only thing I could think of, you know, the last couple days. Is I just I wanted the opportunity to talk to those guys and um, really make it from the heart. Were you surprised? You know what? I wouldn't say necessarily surprised because I haven't been doing my job. And, you know, of course, I would like to not agree with the decision and everything, but it comes down to i got to play better. Zach's career here is not over. I know that's going to be the narrative. I know that what, that's what everybody wants to 
wants to shout out, and that's not even close to the case. The intent, the full intent, is to make sure Zach gets uh, gets back on the football field at some point this year. Um, when that is, I'll make that decision. I'm going to take it day to day. All right, so since uh, Coach Robert Sala gave us the narrative, let's run with it. Mm-hmm. Has Zach Wilson played his last game as a New York Jet? He has not, but you know he's on thin ice right now because we've seen this movie before with Sam Darnold, and it turned out that he wasn't a player because the change of scenery didn't help him out either. But really what this was is a teachable moment. right? It's a teachable moment to teach him how you have to be a leader. They said it wasn't about his play, his preparation, but it's about his leadership, and that's the intangibles that you have to have as a quarterback, especially the quarterback of the New York uh, Jets. It wasn't hard to go up there and take accountability for it, but he refused to do so, and this is a teachable moment. And listen, this team is going to – yeah, he's, if Mike White continues to play at a high level, you won't see Zach Wilson. But it's not over. Look at every quarterback in this class. Nobody separated themselves. You know, you can say Justin Fields, but he's been running the football. He hasn't been playing the position from the pocket. So, whether it's Trevor Lawrence, whether it's Davis Mills, who got benched as well, but mm-hmm. we don't care about Houston because they don't matter. Okay? <laughs> and you talk about, you know, uh, you know, Trey Land. We don't know if those guys can play. He's right there with them. He's a young quarterback. He still has a shot to make it in this league. Just if anybody in Houston is getting up with us this morning, we do, in fact, appreciate you just as much uh, as we do any other market, uh, regardless of what Bart says. Damian the word Woody. of Bart Scott does not represent get up. <laughs> Damian Woody. What, what do you think of the move uh, to bench Zach Wilson in New York? Well, listen, I, I think that it, w- it was necessary, and Bart touched upon it as far as the accountability is concerned. But, you know, this is also about 52 other guys in that locker room. You know, we talk about, you know, Zach Wilson and, and how everybody develops at different, at, you know, different paces, right? So you look at all the other young guys that, that, that came in in the draft class, whether it be this, this, uh, this last one, the one before that, those guys have accelerated. And therefore, the team has gotten a lot better in the process. So when you go in the locker room, you look at the other 52 guys, you got to make sure that you tell those guys, listen, we're in it to win it right now. We can't just keep trotting out the same guy who clearly is not getting it done. Now, do I think that Zach Wilson's career in New York is over? No, I don't. I think he'll have a chance to redeem himself. But right now, the New York, the New York Jets are in a playoff race, and you got to mm-hmm. put the best guy in the, you know, at the quarterback position now, give them the best chance to try to get into the playoffs right now. That's what's fascinating about this. Like, if they were 2-8, and eight, it would be kind yeah. of a different conversation, right? Ninko, if you're one of those other 52 guys in that locker room, what do you need to hear and see from Zach Wilson to get you to buy back into him? Well, I, you know, I think we're piling on a little bit. I understand after the game there, there was a one-word response. He said no. He looked like he really didn't care about the question, and that, that was a big deal. But at the end of the day, when you're in the locker room, we don't know what, what's going on behind closed doors. Maybe maybe he did come in and say, guys, listen, my bad on that. I was in the heat of the moment. I really wasn't paying attention. I was mad about the game and I didn't put the I didn't think through the question. And he's a young kid. He's only in his second year. He's what, 22 or 23 years old. He's gonna have to learn from this and grow from this. He's still an immature young kid that's young into the his NFL career. So this isn't the last we're gonna see of him. Because first of all, just Honestly, you got to follow the money. Follow the money. He's a first-round pick, and they got a lot of money invested in him. They're not going to just bench him and leave him, leave him like on the sideline. No, he's going to have another opportunity. So we'll see when that is. I think it's going to be sooner than later. I mean, listen, you know, what this shows is consistency, right? They had a problem with Elijah Moore. They made sure that they showed him that he wasn't in charge. Denzel Mims, they showed him he wasn't in charge. So what this does is win the locker room for Robert Sala because he's consistent. Everybody is equal. 
And, you know, we saw this with your Uncle Bill, you know, Nico. Like, we saw Zappy come in, you know, when, when, when Mac Jones. And that was one quarter. And that's what I was surprised more about, that they didn't try and get a spark last week. Because the other guys, if, if, all the other young quarterbacks in that situation, you understand. Because their teams aren't going anywhere, so it's about the development of the quarterback. But right now, the Jets have something, ability and a chance to do something they haven't done in almost 13 years. And that's go to the postseason. And you can't be letting anybody feelings get involved when it comes to that. Mike White! Mike, we'll see if Mike White can get it done. D. Wood, I wanted to ask you before we, we move off of this. You tweeted something the other day about being able to relate to Zach Wilson and his situation right now. Yeah, man, it was uh, during my time in Detroit, my last year. I got benched. Uh, I got benched for six games, and deservedly so. And so it was a situation where I used I used that scenario to basically work on myself, to kind of reboot myself and get myself going. And uh, and it was the best thing that happened to me at that point in my career. Long story short, come back, started at a new position at right tackle, and parlayed that to my you know signing with the New York Jets. So that's why I said with Zach, man, like this is not this is not over. This is not over for Zach Wilson, in my opinion. That ain't the whole story, Woody. You gave money back to get out of Detroit. That's how much you hate us in Detroit. We'll get into that maybe well, at another yeah, time. Well, yeah, I did that. I did. See, Bart always trying to ruin my story. He does. It's, it's, it's what he does. He's, he's the Grinch. It's the wrong holiday, but, he, but he's the Grinch. Uh, anyway, Jets host the Bears this week. Then they got Minnesota and Buffalo. Gets a little rough the next couple weeks. We come back. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he revealed what was broken in Green Bay. Might surprise you. And we'll talk about how it impacts his future with the Packers. Plus, Tom Brady is back from the bye, and he's ready to roll. Is he about to go on one final Super Bowl run? We will discuss when we come back. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Back on Get Up. Let's play a game of Fact or Fiction. Bart Scott, the Ravens can win the AFC. Fact or Fiction? Damn Skippy. That's fact right there, man. Raycron Smith, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, has unleashed Patrick Queen. He doesn't have to worry about the clothes call, the checks. All he has to do is hit and stick. Baltimore, big-time threat here in the second half. Ninko, Jalen Hurts, has proven that he is Philadelphia's long-term answer at quarterback. Fact or Fiction? That's fact. That is that is fact. How could that be fiction? If anyone said that they that was fiction, you'd have to be out of your mind. He has proven that he should be the quarterback for a long time to come. He's athletic. He can get down the field. He puts the team on his back on fourth down. He scores touchdowns in the red zone. That's fact all day. Come on. Get out of here. Contract extension eligible when the season ends. We'll see how that works out. D. Wood, Tom Brady, and the Bucks are about to have a second half surge. Fact or fiction? Yeah, man, I'm going to go with fiction, man. Like, like we're, we're talking, we're not talking about the NFC South. I think they'll win that, win the division. We're talking about can they compete with with the the Cowboys, the Eagles, and, and the 49ers? If we're talking on that level, then I got to go fiction. I don't think they're they're there at this at this present time. All right, Buccaneers coming out of their bye this week. Before the bye, they beat Seattle over in. Munich, uh, yesterday Tom Brady talked about that win and what it means moving forward. Listen to what he had to say. As good as that was, it was one game, and um, you know, you got to build on it. So you've got to put together a bunch of those games. So we just got to keep the pressure on, practice hard, prepare hard, and ultimately when you go out there, play your ass off and you know, see what we can make of it. We've got a big, big stretch ahead, and it starts this week in Cleveland. It's going to be a tough game. All right, what do you think? They, are they poised, the Buccaneers, for a second-half run? I don't know. Uh, has, has Gronkowski um, you know, re- renewed his membership at Planet Fitness? I don't I, know. No, I mean, because you know, if that's humming, then, then maybe I have some hope because you talk about being able to score in the red zone where this team has been struggling this year. But you know, I believe that they can come out and maybe they can upset somebody because he is Tom Brady and their defense look like they figured some things out and finding their identity by running the football again. But I just think it's too little too late. I don't know if they can recapture that magic in enough time to beat somebody like Dallas or beat somebody like Philadelphia. I think the um, division has had a different separation. It's, it's tiers to this and levels to this. I think they're on the second level, not the top tier. Yeah, it's interesting because they, I mean, they came out of their bye a couple years ago hot and, yeah. and obviously went on that Super Bowl run. But, Ninko, do you see that for this team? Are they capable of, of being a factor in the postseason? Are they capable? Yeah, sure, they're capable. They have the pieces, but are they going to do it? I don't, I don't think that they're going to do it based on the body of evidence throughout the season that we've seen thus far. The inconsistency, the lack of protection for Tom, the red zone issues, the defense that has underperformed dramatically, I just don't, I just don't see it. And, and look, I know, don't, don't bet against Tom, all that stuff, but at the end of the day, this team doesn't look like years past teams, and I just don't know if they can get it going at this point. They're way too inconsistent for me. And look, I mean, all right, so let's say they don't. We'll look ahead to Brady. And, Ninko, you, you were on this last year at the, toward the end of the year that you thought Brady was going to retire, which he did briefly before coming back. What do you think, yeah, uh, Rob, that, that, that his future holds <laughs> after this season, especially if they, don't, uh, if they don't make that run we're talking about? 
Is he going to be 47? How old is he right 40s. now? He'll be 46 like, next year. He's some, 45. Yeah. Okay. He's 40. He'll be 46 years old. We need to start to realize that, yes, he's Superman, but he can't be that forever. And at a certain point, he does have a contract waiting for him after this season to go jump into the booth and talk about football and not have to uh, be beat up and sacked and had dro- weight dropped on him and shoulders and all the stuff that happens when you play football. Um, I don't see him coming back next year. I think that maybe this year especially is another awakening. Like, yo, not every year is going to be like the one last year, and not every year are you one step away from a Super Bowl. Mm. I think this one probably made him realize, man, this is really hard. So I, I could see him walking away. What do you think, D. Ward? What do you expect Again. Brady to do after this year? Again, yeah. Man, it's so tough when you're talking about Tom because he loves football so much. Yeah. But I tend to agree with Nico here. You know, this is a situation. This season isn't, isn't like, you know, prior seasons down in Tampa. You know, the, other, the prior seasons, you felt like, okay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a shot, like a legitimate shot. We always held them in regard to one of the top teams in the NFC. This team doesn't feel that way. They're a very inconsistent team. And, yes, they perform well against the Seattle Seahawks over in Munich. But I have so many questions about this team overall. Can they sustain the things that they did over in Munich for the second-half stretch? That remains to be seen. What do you think, Bart? I got more confidence in Tom Brady coming back than Aaron Rodgers coming back. I mean, listen, I, I was on the fence before because, you know, now with his current situation, you know, he's divorced. And, you know, he, you know, it's freedom, right? Because I don't think it's the same pressure. You know what I mean? I think he loves football. I know the initial goal was 45. But, man, he got to 45, and 45 didn't go the way that he wanted this season. I think next season is the way for him to ride out to the sunset like Shane. The team will be healthy. It'll be two years under Todd Bowles. I'm going to give him one more year. Seems like Rob has one more thing he wants to say. Rob? Yeah, yeah, Bart, I just got a quick question. If you had $375 million waiting for you to jump in a booth, I don't know if you'd put a helmet on again. And I know but, that, but that's there regardless, though. That's, the, that's there regardless, though, Nico. Uh, yeah. That's waiting for him. That, yeah, it, that, okay, that it doesn't but, have a born on date. Hey, I'm running. I'm running to that contract. I'm not the, like, yeah, I'll go get it in a couple of years. Uh-uh, on, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go I, work I, on my this, craft. I'm going to be a guy, put a suit on. I ain't missing this, out on that. He's going to be 46. Go, go, go enjoy life, this man. This is me with the You're not a superhero, though, Nico. You know, this, dude, this dude is the ultimate superhero, <laughs> man. He's right <laughs> up to the sunshine, man. He's, he's super bad, a.k.a. yo. His only weakness is, is uh, lactin hey. fruit. All right. <laughs> we'll see and what in, Brady decides inside, to do. Yeah, go on, Rob. Inside, that inside pressure is kryptonite in the A gap and B gap, you know. And so he's, maybe he's if he, getting uh, sacked. That's the script tonight. Maybe if he does come back, he looks for a place where uh, maybe he faces a little bit less of that. We'll see. We don't know what Brady's going to do, but one thing's for sure, we're going to keep talking about it. Tomorrow, the Professional Fighters League season, capped off by the World Championship. Pre-fight coverage of the prelims begins at 5 Eastern on ESPN Plus in English and Spanish with the main card at 8 Eastern on pay-per-view. To order, go to ESPNPlus.com PFL. When we come back, was the broken season in Green Bay caused by Aaron Rodgers' broken thumb? We will discuss Rodgers' injury and what it means for the pack. Plus, Kirk Cousins got shut down Sunday by the Cowboys. Does he have any chance to turn it around tonight against the Patriots defense? We'll discuss when we come back.
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back on Get Up, Aaron Rodgers revealed yesterday that he has been dealing with a broken thumb on his throwing hand, which to me sounds like a big deal, but I don't know. The injury happened on the final play of the Packers' loss to the Giants on October 9th in London. When asked why he didn't confirm the thumb was broken until now, Rogers said this. It didn't make a difference. It doesn't? It doesn't make a difference with me playing, you know. It doesn't make a difference. You right. saw the tape on my thumb, didn't make a difference. It's about the same every week. It didn't really get any better. Uh, didn't get significantly worse. You know, just dealing with the uh, occasional uh, kind of dull pain and, and uh, working through it. I mean, look, if, if eye rolls were audible, you wouldn't have been able to hear Aaron over Bart Scott uh, during that clip. What, what do you think? Does this change the way you feel about Rodgers and the Packers? It doesn't because those receivers still drop balls. And I know some of his passes was inaccurate, but it doesn't change the fact that the Packers are in a tough position because do you cash in your biggest chip and hope that somebody will take that salary cap space or does he come back next year and you still don't know what type of team you have? Like when you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you hope to win a championship. And now you're going to go and Jordan Love is going to be in year four and you have no idea whether this kid can play football or not. Just imagine this guy is going to be evaluated based on one year you know, to try and prove that he's a franchise quarterback. But he has the experience of a first-year quarterback. And he's going to make those mistakes. And nobody's going to be patient between, between those mistakes because he's so young. You know, because he's an old player. So, I mean, they're in a tough position. I think you catch in the Aaron Rodgers chip, send him on a, on a place where you can start the foundation of your team, much like uh, Seattle did with Russell Wilson. Yeah, well, except the, the Seattle did that before. Instead of signing Russell Wilson, Green Bay already signed Rodgers, so the contract uh, complicates things. But, D. Wood, we've been talking all week about, you know, should they – Think about sitting Rodgers down if the season is lost and seeing what Jordan Love has in case they need him uh, in the future. I'm looking at it. I'm saying if the guy's got a broken thumb, I can 
sit him down and say he's hurt and see Jordan Love. You, you think that's something the Packers should consider? You know, that's a perfect out right there, Graz. I mean, the fact that he comes out and say he has a broken thumb. Okay, well, if you're the Green Bay Packers, the season's basically lost anyway. The Packers will have to pull off a miracle to try to get a wild card spot in this situation, and I doubt that's going to happen with the way their team is playing. So if you're the Green Bay Packers, just give you the perfect, the perfect opportunity to put Jordan Love in at some point. You know, if they lose another game or two, put Jordan Love in and get some type of evaluation on this guy in, in meaningful games down the stretch in the regular season. Like Bart said, this guy has been – on your roster, what, three years, whatever it's mm -hmm. been, and you have no meaningful evaluation if Jordan Love is ever going to be the future of the Green Bay Packers. At some point, he needs to play, and if, it, you know, with the broken thumb with Aaron Rodgers and with the Packers all where they are, this would be the perfect opportunity to put him in. That's the thing. Jordan Love is a first-round pick. <laughs> like, they have a 50-year option on him. They have to decide about next May. How could they possibly uh, have enough information? Rob, what do you think about all this uh, Packers quarterback mess? Well, first and foremost, I can't stand it when somebody has some type of injury and then when things aren't looking so good, mm -hmm. then the injury comes out. Mm -hmm. and, and you see it all mm -hmm. the time. You'll see a guy have a down year. They'll have a down year the whole season. You're like, what's wrong with them? And then after the season, they said, oh, well, he was dealing Preach. with a shoulder. He was dealing with a knee. He was dealing right. with an ankle. And that's the excuse. I can't stand that. I hate it. There's no point in talking about the thumb. He's already played two weeks ago, a week ago, when he threw a deep bomb. And it was everyone was just like, oh, the Green Bay Packers, they're coming back. Now the season's back on track. The receivers, the rookie receivers are starting to get it. No, there's more issues here than just the thumb. There's the offensive line, the defense, the young receivers, the inconsistencies. Like, all those things combined are why this team is not good. Yep. It's not the thumb. Stop talking about the thumb. Like, just the injuries are part of football. Everybody who's playing right now at, in this time, Thanksgiving time, is hurt or injured or dealing with something. And don't talk to me about a broken thumb. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is going to be there next year, by the way. In his well, in his defense, he has made that point. Like uh, the thumb, I've but played, why I say played well with the thumb. And, I don't know. Maybe somebody. I think he let it slip on McAfee, and then they were following up about it yesterday. I, I think that's the chronology here. Anyway, listen. Uh, you said Rob Ninkovich. Do you think he's back in Green Bay next year? That's that, that's your prediction. So he could it could be back in Green yeah, Bay making. He's... Yeah, go on. <clears throat> Yeah, I think he's back next year. I, I do. I think that because of the contract and the guaranteed money and the way that the, yeah. the whole thing's set up, poor it might Jordan be hard Love. to move him. And I just think poor Jordan Love, yeah, that's right. I, I think he's back because he has the control. The control is in Aaron Rodgers' hands. And, Bart, you said you think they should trade him. D-Wood, real quick, should they trade him? Should he come back? Should he retire? What do you expect to happen? I think Aaron Rodgers has a leverage. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to determine wh whether he stays or goes. And I think he's going to be back in Green Bay. We will find out. Things don't get any easier for the Packers. they got to go to Philadelphia and play the Eagles this Sunday night. Meanwhile, DraftKings Sportsbook predictions brought to you by DraftKings. Our question today, which running back will have more combined rushing and receiving yards today, Saquon Barkley or Tony Pollard. So, Bart, let's pose the DraftKings question to you. Which of those two running backs in today's Giants-Cowboys game will have more yards from scrimmage? I think Tony Pollard's going to have more yards from scrimmage. I think Saquon's going to have to be used as a decoy, maybe even hmm. throwing the football as well, as they're going to put nine men in the box. you got to be a little bit more honest if you're the Giants. So I think that's going to free up Tony Pollard 
to continue this early success that he's had in this season. All right, let's stick with this uh, rushing theme. D. Ward, who will have more rushing touchdowns today in the Lions-Bills game, Jamal Williams or Josh Allen? Yeah, I'm going Jamal Williams. I mean, he leads the league in rushing touchdowns. You know, one of his fortes with the Detroit Lions or offenses with goal-to-goal situations, that's his thing. So, we know Josh Allen's a hell of a runner, but I'm going with uh, Jamal Williams. It'll be a fun shootout there in Detroit to open the day. Nico, who has more passing yards tonight, Kirk Cousins or Mac Jones? (laughs) I'm I'm going with Kirk Cousins. If you just look statistically, Kirk Cousins has 2,400 yards passing, and Mac Jones has 1,300. So Kirk Cousins has over 1,100 yards on him for the season. So I, I just think when you look at the, the players that the Vikings have, the receiving core, you saw the crazy catch against Buffalo. Kirk Cousins is going to have more of an opportunity to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, and the Patriots like to run it uh, anyway. Look, the Patriots have won three in a row and four out of five after they started the season one and three. But their six wins have come against, you know, Zach Wilson, Mitchell Trubisky, Jacoby Brissett. I mean, you know, not exactly the, uh, the, the all-pro team there at quarterback. So, I guess we're left to wonder. They're 6-4, and four, right? They're playing tonight against the Vikings. Are, are we buying the Patriots as a legitimate playoff cont- I'm going to start with Bart because I think I know your answer. Are we buying the Patriots as legit here? I don't think so. Listen, Bill has used every Jedi mind trick he can to squeeze all the juice out of this uh, lemon. But I think eventually they just don't have enough offensively. This defense is playing at a historical level. But they can't compete with a team that has balance and a quarterback that can defend themselves. You saw that, that list. You know, I think Kirk Cousins falls on the right side of that list. And I think the Patriots are going to enjoy you know, a spot in the playoffs for this week and this week only as the Jets move back up as they beat Chicago and then the Patriots lose this week. All right, well, let me get the thoughts then of a couple of former Patriots we have uh, here on the show today. D. Wood, are you buying into the Patriots as a legitimate playoff contender? Uh, it's hard. No, I, I just, listen, I, I think that they don't have enough offensively. Any, all, anyone who watched the Jets-Patriots game, oh, by the way, you probably wasted like three, three years off your life watching that game <laughs> last week, but... <laughs> The Patriots, I mean, the Patriots didn't do anything offensively. Like, like they, you know, like the Patriots, their offensive line is horrible. Mac Jones is not playing well at all. Defensively, they're very good. There's no question. But you got to score in this league. And that's the one thing the Patriots do not do a lot of is scoring a lot of points. They're just not good enough offensively to be one of these teams that we think is uh, one of the upper echelon teams in the, a- in the AFC. Rob Ninkovich, surely you believe in your beloved New England Patriots as a legitimate Super Bowl playoff contender. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. A legitimate or like by default playoff contender? So there's a difference between other teams losing and you are actually in the playoffs versus you're beating good teams and you're supposed to be in the playoffs. We've seen guys and teams, sorry, we've seen guys that shouldn't be in the playoffs in the playoffs, but we've seen teams that end up in the playoffs because they're there by default. So the Patriots, what do they have going for them? Number one, Bill Belichick, your head coach. Okay, number two, best defense in the NFL. They're really good at stopping terrible offenses. Okay, great. So three, they have a great kicker. That's their MVP. I think uh, Folk is their MVP. So offensively, they have to do better. They have to score points in the red zone. They can't do that in the playoffs. They'll run through a buzzsaw, and they'll play a team that can score points if they make the playoffs. So am I buying they're a playoff contending team? Mm, no. 
Are they a playoff team because other teams might put them in the playoffs? Sure. That's a, that's a fantastic endorsement. Listen, let's mark get up down as skeptical uh, of the Patriots' chances. Let, but how about tonight? How about specifically tonight? Let's see the picks here. All right, Nico's at least taking the Patriots tonight. Uh, everybody else here is on the Vikings and primetime Kirk Cousins. So we'll see how that works out. Meanwhile, DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And this week, new customers can bet $5 and win $150 in free bets if your team's money line bet wins. Plus, a special shout-out to any Maryland viewers in our audience who can now bet with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app and use code GETUP when you sign up. Coming up on Get Up, Justin Fields is in pain. Is he already taking too many hits? We'll tell you the one thing the Bears quarterback needs if he's going to take the next step. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back on Get Up, where we're so thankful that you are sharing part of your Thanksgiving with us. We want to talk about what everyone is thankful for from the NFL season so far. Damian Woody, what are you most thankful for about this NFL season so far? Yeah, I'm most thankful for seeing Saquon Barkley all the way back. I mean, this guy's been injured for the better part of two years. And, you know, God is so talented coming out of Penn State. And, you know, it's just good to see him, you know, back to his, his usual self being the playmaker that he is. Has been great to watch. Bart Scott, what are you most thankful for? I can see the forest through the trees, Dan. The Lions are getting better, and I know yeah. they've been getting knocked down, but they keep getting back up. They're going to get Jameson Williamson. They have two first-round draft picks next year. And guess what? One of these Thanksgivings, my dad isn't going to have acid reflux and interjection from them getting a butt kicked on Thursday football. Look, so man. I'm excited that next year they're coming back. They're coming on a three-game winning streak. I mean, he should man, have fun watching it today. Man. I, I got well, a whole problem about that. never know. Any given Thursday. Rob Nickovich, what are you most thankful for? Well, I think it's the success of Mike McDaniel and, and how he's come to the Miami Dolphins and really changed how this, this offense looks. They're very explosive. And coming into the season, I had my skepticism based on, you know, just kind of his quirkiness and how he did his interviews and could he stand up in front of a team and, and really command. And I think he's done a great job. He, he, he's funny. He comes off as likable. And, you know, he's done a terrific job with Tua Again, so I think Mike McDaniels and what he's done with the Miami Dolphins this year was fun to watch. No question. It does seem like they have something special going on there in Miami. But our next stop on this show is Chicago, where Bears quarterback Justin Fields said he's dealing with an AC joint injury in his left shoulder and will evaluate how he feels later this week 
before determining whether he will play Sunday against the Jets. Here's more of what Fields had to say yesterday. The pain was, uh, is pretty high today, and um, just with throwing and stuff like that, like finishing throws, um, just the pain with that, you know. So I'm just going to, you know, work on work throughout the week to just kind of get that motion down, try to, you know, uh, get that pain down a little bit and uh, see, see what happens, you know, Friday night, Saturday. So he said it's a separated shoulder with ligament damage. It's his non-throwing shoulder. Like, he's talking about playing? Yeah, good luck with that. Like, yeah, I mean, and, right? and, and way to announce your injury, right? So you want to go – have you seen the Jets on film? You don't want that smoke, man. And listen, if I'm the Chicago Bears, I'm not going to put this young man at risk. I understand he wants to be tough and he wants to earn his stripes and, and the respect of his teammate. Look at that. He's on the ground grimacing. Do you want Quentin Williams to fall on top of you? You want Franklin Myers? You don't want that smoke. And then part of his off, their offense is putting him at risk because he's part of the running game. Well, Nah, man, live to fight another day. Yeah, look, he's been sensational over the last month or so uh, as a runner, and obviously it's been incredible to watch. But, I mean, D. Wood, like, is, is he – is he putting himself at too much risk? Like, is this? Does he have to change the way he plays in order to uh, in order to survive in this league? Well, listen, I think over time, but part of his development, you know, part of the way you develop these young quarterbacks with the athletic profile that he has is you got to utilize his legs, right? That's that's how you're going to help help them develop as as a passer as well by time. But man, you can't you can't sustain. This is not sustainable. The hits that he's been taking. You know, he, he, you know, he's like 220 or whatever, but he's not Josh Allen out there running the mm. football, okay? So, I think for the, for the Chicago Bears right now, that's their best option of winning is utilizing his legs. But coming this offseason, they got to fortify their offensive line to give that young man a chance. They do have a lot of work to do on their roster, Ninko. But, like, in terms of his development as a quarterback, like, how much can you afford to lean on the running and how much time do you have to devote to – developing the parts of his game that will allow him to run less eventually? Well, I think it's a balance of both things. When you have an athletic quarterback, obviously you want to take what the defense gives you. If you're in cover five man, if you're in man coverage and everyone's back's turned and you can scramble and run for 25 yards, do that. Go and do that. But I think you have to understand when do I dip out of bounds? When do I slide? When do I have to put my head down and try and get a first down when the game's on the line? So that all comes with experience. And from the Patriot game on, I feel like the Chicago Bears have figured out how do we put this kid in the best positions to succeed? Now, moving forward, you have to understand you, you want to protect the player from putting themselves in position to hurt himself. If you have a banged up shoulder, you need to have him down the line here next year, the year after that. Don't put him out there to where he might have to have surgery after the season. So protect your quarterback. I would rest him, not put him in harm's way. They have the Jets uh, on Sunday over across the river here in New Jersey. Uh, Trevor Simeon is Fields backup. You could be having Trevor Simeon versus Mike White uh, in week 12. So we'll see how that goes uh, for Justin Fields. Meanwhile, today, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills could be set for a Thanksgiving feast against the Detroit Lions. He ranks top six in total QBR, yards per attempt, and yards per rush this season when the Lions' defense ranks in the bottom three in each of those categories, including last uh, in yards per attempt. So what do you think, Bart? Do the Lions have any chance? No, and I'm sick of the NFL for doing this. 
Every year, they put the Lions on Thursday football. We understand the history of it. But why do they give them these type of opponents? Why can't they get the Browns? Why can't they get the Giants today? You give them the team that's the Super Bowl favorite on Thanksgiving, and you think ratings are going to be good. My dad is going to be so sick. I mean, he's going to be drinking the brown liquor before 12 o'clock. He's going to be asleep by 3 o'clock. This is the NFL. Why not put a better competitive game, a fair matchup going on? I mean, Lions have won three games Put them against the Bears. They're they're not – I don't know. Man, come on, man. Listen. <laughs> like, listen, the Bills have already made themselves, you know, comfortable at home. They always put them against the best team on. on That's on. right. Bills just played there four days ago, yeah. right? So that they, they still got they, they probably, left, they stuff they left some stuff. They left right? the yeah, toothbrush, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. They, they when, comfortable. It'll be here when you get back. Nico, you putting the Bills on upset alert? Bart, Dan Campbell going to bite your kneecap off now. I keep talking about his Lions like that. Look at Dan Campbell. <laughs> this guy's got this team. <laughs> he has this team motivated. The Lions are playing with confidence. They're not going to go into this game today saying, well, we, we better pack it up. Our defense isn't very good. We're playing the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen. He's going to run all over us. No, they're going to be confident. Dan Campbell standing up in front of that podium, vein popping out of his neck, talking like a dang wrestler and stone cold. That's the way he's going to try and address the team. So, again, I think the Lions have a shot because of Dan Campbell getting this team motivated. But do I think they're going to win? No. So Bart's upset that you're giving his dad hope. He, he's afraid. Right, that, right. Don't do yeah. that. I've seen a lot of people be going into a boxing match real confident. They get knocked out, too. So I don't do that. confidence don't mean you ain't going to get that L. D. Wood, what are you expecting from the first game <laughs> of the day here? I expect a lot of points to be scored because I know the Lions can score points. They got a good offensive line. They got, they, they're able to score a lot of points now. They're going to give it up on the other side with the, with the Buffalo Bills uh, as far as their offense is concerned. So I think the game has a chance to be exciting. Do I think the Detroit Lions are going to beat the Bills? Hell no. But I do think that there will be fireworks in this game because of both offenses. All right, we want to put the picks up, although I think that we've kind of given it away uh, so far with what everybody said. While everybody's – uh, right. Impressed with what the Lions have done right. lately, we still look at the Bills as, as one of the top teams in the league, and we expect them Sorry, Dad. Uh, to beat. <laughs> we, hey, you never know. <laughs> Man, we will we, certainly we, find out. Story Maybe we'll be on tomorrow years. talking about what's wrong with Josh Allen and are the Bills going to be okay. You never, ever know. Meanwhile, know. let's run the floor. Beginning in San Antonio, where Zion Williamson had a season-high 32 points last night, along with 11 rebounds as the Pelicans beat the Spurs 129 to 110. New Orleans never trailed in this game, and the Spurs have now lost six games in a row. In Boston, Jason Tatum had 37 points and 13 rebounds, and Jalen Brown added 31 points to lead the Celtics to a 125-112 victory over the Mavericks. The NBA's leading scorer, Luka Doncic, had 42 for Dallas in the loss. In Toronto, Kyrie Irving scored 19 of his 29 points in the third quarter as the Nets beat the Raptors 112-98. Ben Simmons had 14 points for Brooklyn, which bounced back after losing Tuesday night to a depleted 76ers team. And in San Francisco, Andrew Wiggins was hot from three-point range. He hit six threes and scored 31 points in a 124-107 Warriors win over the Clippers. Steph Curry added 22 points and nine assists. Speaking of basketball, on this Thanksgiving Day, we have a college basketball doubleheader to feast on at 1 Eastern, number one, North Carolina squares off against Portland in the Phil Knight Invitational. Then number eight, Duke takes on Oregon State. Both of those games are on ESPN and the app. 
Coming up next on Get Up, the Cowboys are hot, the Giants are reeling. Does New York have any chance to pull off a huge Thanksgiving upset? We will tell you next.